The Mac Attack podcast is sponsored in part by FAMS Printing, your source for screen printing and embroidered apparel. From school teams to businesses big and small, FAMS Printing does it all. FAMS can even set you up with your very own web store. Visit our website at www.famsprinting.com and ask how they can give your next order the primo stamp of approval. I'm Zach Clark. And I'm Zach Hayes. This is your home for the most competitive football in the state of Michigan. This is your home for the most comprehensive coverage week in and week out. This is the Mac Attack Podcast with Zach and Zach. This is the Mac Attack Podcast with Zach and Zach. Chippewa Valley defending state champs. And not that the conference or the division needs it, but like, how does that bring credibility? I mean, you go back to 15, Romeo won it last year, Chippewa, and just over 10 years ago, a back-to-back for Dakota. I mean, there's a lot of winning football around. Absolutely. It just adds another level of respect, like you said. If you go back to the last handful of years, two of the last four state champions came out of the Mac Red. Uh, I believe Ike had a Final Four run back there in 16 or 17 as well. It's just another level of respect, and everyone knows Dakota just because of their size and their history of the program. Like you said, the last 10 years, the Mac Red does bring out a lot of the higher-level competition from the Metro Detroit area. Why is that? I mean, you look at the Catholic League, and I can tell you why that is the way that it is, right? I mean, it's clear, but to a certain extent, in places like the OAA or the MAC, it's just luck. Luck as to where you are born, where you live. So why do you think it is that the MAC has been as strong? I mean, part of it's probably because there's 37 teams, right? There's a lot of football being played in this conference. I think it just goes back. It's kind of a cliche, but tradition of excellence. You got uh, the Pillars of the Red, the Dakotas, the Chips, the Ikes, the Stevensons, the Romeo, who have been there for so long. And it's that keeping up with the Joneses, like if... Ike makes a run. Everybody else is trying to knock off Ike the next year. Dakota makes that run this year. Everyone's trying to knock off Chippewa. Chippewa is going to get everybody's best game. So it's just that tradition of excellence. You got the older coaching staffs that set that precedence of the Giannonis, the Bys, the Lanzies, the Couches, and the Rhinuses together. You know, they set that pathway for all those teams to follow. And so now you got those newer staffs of Bauer and Merchant and Smith and now Rhinus on his own of, you know, trying to carry that tradition of the forefathers that came before them. Nobody wants to be that class that lets their team down, that lets that previous senior class down. So I think everybody's just trying to build upon that strong programs that they've had before them. Six teams in the red, but almost 40 in the MAC itself. When you take a step back, Cody, the area it covers, it's a huge area. Some of the schools, you talked about Dakota, I mean, it's just enormous. Then you get down to the New Havens or the center lines. I mean, just such a wide range of schools. What's that like? I mean, to me, it would be hard to govern all of them the same because they're all so different. Absolutely. Like you said, we have four of the top 12 enrollments in the state, and then you also have some of the bottom enrollments of the state with the Madisons, the Mm -hmm. New Havens, your smaller schools like that. So it's a challenge because what works well for Dakota doesn't work well for New Haven. We have 36 different schools of 36 different communities, 36 different sizes. So it is a challenge trying to find that happy medium and you know when you're voting in the conference and the meetings you, you have to keep in mind what's good for your school and your program but also what's good for the conference because we are a member of 36 different schools so it's been a challenge one thing we've been working on is that mac red and blue crossover because just historically that game has been a lopsided uh win for the red and obviously you'll get your upsets here and there but historically it's been pretty much the red uh handling those games so we saw that happen in week 
two. Yeah, week two with the Port Huron Northern uh, Romeo game and a lot of uh, Roseville Chippewa. Um, so there was a lot of lopsided victories there. So that's one thing we are looking at is trying to balance that out because ultimately, is it best for the conference to have those kind of games maybe not but you know you're just trying to share the schedule out for the 36 different schools but as somebody that's been around for not a long long time but long enough it's hard to imagine romeo and port Huron or port Huron northern not playing each other those they've been playing each other forever and i know that it, now there's maybe more of an imbalance but back then not quite as much but those, those are traditional games yeah, absolutely. Especially now, we're looking at kind of revamping the schedule when the MHSAA tweaks their playoff format. So that's one thing that might open up is a little more week one and week nine games, trying to get those traditional games in, those different rivalry games in that have come up over the years. Like you said, the Port Hurons and the, and the Romeo. So you're trying to get those rivalry games in. So you'll have a little flexibility in to add an extra game in there with week nine open compared to in the previous years, it's just been week one open for the MAC. One of the things that makes the MAC interesting, and this kind of goes to what we're talking about here, is realignment. We talked about Anchor Bay earlier. They're new, at least in this go-round. To me, that adds another layer of, not complication, but it just makes this conference that much more interesting. Absolutely. So for those that don't know, the MAC does realign all their sports every two years. Not based on geography, it's not based on enrollment, it's based on level of competition. And so over the years, like we touched on that last six seed in the red, that's a tough position to be. You've had Mott in there for a while, Ford was like in there. You want to be there, but then when you get there, it's, it's really difficult. Absolutely, yeah, because you want to be in that upper echelon yeah. of teams and you know get ready for that state championship run. But going through that gauntlet of those four major enrollment teams and Romeo as well, another traditional powerhouse in the red, it's a tough schedule for anyone to be. So usually you do see teams after that two-year cycle, maybe four-year. I think Mott had a four-year stint in the red. So you'll have a, uh, a shift of the program, shuffle of the deck a little bit. So it does add a new element. So you're not getting the same schedule every two years. So it does put a nice wrinkle on the Mac, but it can lead to some tough decisions in the in the Mac to vote what team do you feel is ready? Is it is that next team, Gross Point South, who's won three, I think three Mac White championships in a row, but they're a smaller enrollment school. Are they able to handle that depth of Dakota, Chippewa, Ike, and Stevenson? Without revealing too much, what are those conversations like? I mean, that does have to be difficult. I mean, I'm sure there's some agreement, but everybody's got their own way of thinking. There's no like scientific formula to it, right? I mean, it's a conversation that everybody has, and it kind of roughs itself out. You have to advocate for your school and your program because, I mean, it can be crippling to a football program, which would ultimately lead to crippling to your entire you know, right. like school spirit if you have a bad football season. Let's be honest, football drives the student mm-hmm. section and drives the fan base, so being in a tough position it can be a hard thing for your school to swallow so sometimes it does get heated and you know people really advocate and very passionate for their school and their program and their communities they want success in their program and we keep those in mind too of those teams that need some relief and need to go through a rebuilding phase you know all those factors come into play when you're making your final vote and your final decisions you talked about looking at some schedule changes. What do you guys talk about when it comes to improving the conference? Because there are only so many things you can do, but when you guys have those conversations, what comes up? And one of the big things is adapting to the MHSAA. I kind of touched on it earlier, starting in the 2020 fall season the playoffs isn't going to be um, you explain that for the people yeah so starting in 2020 will not be six wins guarantees you a playoff position that year will be more based on your strength to schedule so they had their mhsa formula that'll tweak it and it's based on strength to schedule so 
it might help that fifth, sixth seed in the red where, you know, they've gone through a gauntlet and they've got three or four wins, but their schedule is tougher than the Mac Blue champion or the Mac Gold champion, you know, that kind of thing. So they might get in compared to one of those other teams that are second in the blue and third in the blue, but they have six wins. So it'll be tough. So we have to adapt. We have to see what the MHSA gives us to get more of our MAC teams in the playoffs. I mean, that's the ultimate goal in football. It's not basketball. It's not the other sports where every team makes the playoffs. Right. It's football. One of the goals is to make the playoffs. And this goes back to a question I asked earlier, but now I'm even more curious. You talk about this shift for the red. This is great. This is going to, I would think, help everybody in the red but if you're in the bronze, this is not good for you. These are all under your umbrella. That's a really hard shift. And that's the opposite we kind of touched on earlier. Right. Now, if we're talking about losing that red-blue crossover, now maybe those blue teams are more willing to right. play that's a red true. team because I'm going to get that strength of schedule. I'm going to get those playoff points and factor into my formula. So, like I said, it's adapting to the MAC. We have a football committee that meets uh, more often than just the regular uh, governing body of the MAC. So, you know, they're working on formulas with coaches and schedule formats on how to use the MHSA formula to the best of our advantage to, like I said, get these MAC schools in the playoffs. So kind of building on all of that, where does this conference go? What does the future hold for this conference? Because for a long time, Cody, football as we know it, it's not going to end. But this is a dramatic shift as we go into the new formula a year from now. So I would imagine that no matter what happens, things will look different a year from now. Absolutely. It's just continue to adapt and see what works. If that's a major format structure to, you know, eliminating the six by six and changing your division structure, you know, those are some ideas that are out there. It's nothing set in stone, but, you know, it's just ideas that, you know, are we going to add more teams to the red to try and balance out those schedules and, you know, trying to get more teams in the playoffs? Is it subtracting teams? It's just adapting to the MHSA, what they give us, and you know how we can use it to our advantage. And it might be new alignment structures and trying to find teams that can shoulder the weight of playing against the high four uh, enrollment teams, the Dakotas, the Stevensons, Chips, and Ikes, and then Romeo as well. They have less enrollment, but they're a traditional red team. And it's just trying to figure out how that'll work going forward to make as many MAC teams into the playoffs as we can. Hey, Cody, thanks for the time. Absolutely. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Mac Attack Podcast with Zach and Zach. For more, visit MacAttackPodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at MacAttackPod. And don't forget to like the Mac Attack with Zach and Zach on Facebook. The Mac Attack Podcast is sponsored in part by FAMS Printing, your source for screen printing and embroidered apparel. From school teams to businesses big and small, FAMS Printing does it all. FAMS can even set you up with your very own web store. Visit our website at www.famsprinting.com and ask how they can give your next order the primo stamp of approval.